All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Tuesday, November 22nd. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We are doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. So, Clayton, we're here to preview the big Thanksgiving weekend for Wednesday, November 23rd, or I guess the weekend of Friday, November 25th. But either way, gobble gobble time at the box office, and there are... A lot of potential meals and a lot of potential turkeys coming out this weekend. Yeah, which this is interesting because there's so many movies at this table. Mm-hmm. Will there be enough moolah and green stuff right. to go around? Right, right. And the holiday season, there's usually a lot on the table. You yes. know, there's a lot to go around, but. There's always someone who goes hungry, and I do think there's going to be some movies coming out this weekend that, you know, they they're they're going to leave the table and maybe need to order a pizza. Hmm. Hmm. Well, so Pat, not only that, but we have to talk about this chapstick news, this Bob yep. chapstick, Bob Iger yep. thing. We will talk about it. I think we have to hold that to the end. Yes, because yes, we but gotta it, start ripping through these movies that are coming out. But it's just too big to ignore. No, especially for us. I mean, the the wannabe old boys, wannabe old girls, wannabe old people. People, they tuned into this episode knowing that we were going to have to talk Bob Chapstick. We will. Don't worry. Stay to the end. Bob Chapstick will be put on the table, put on a slab, and dissected like a turkey. Now let's talk first about. What could possibly be the biggest movie coming out this Thanksgiving weekend? Okay. Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. I mean, it it could have been what could have been, but what probably won't be. I mean, let's get into it. This is the long-awaited sequel to the 2019 surprise hit Glass, uh, uh, well, Knives Out, yeah. directed by Ryan Johnson, a movie that cleared $100 million domestic. It's a, a, a murder mystery comedy that did what? 140 at the box office? I don't have it in front of me, but this was a... It ended up at 165.3. Wow. And that's domestic. Did what? That's Probably just th- domestic. 300 yeah total when you include the international grosses i mean this thing 312 that first movie was a huge hit it was an original movie that just took off like a rocket big phenomenon and netflix bought the rights to the sequels and here we are you know this should have been a slam doink sequel that does better than the original that you know uh, if it would have been put out a normal theatrical release with a three to four thousand screen opening weekend. I think we easily would have been looking at a forty-five million dollar opening. Would have been looking at probably a two hundred million dollar domestic earner. Just, I do think this sequel would have surpassed the original because people love that first one so much. But instead, it's a Netflix movie and it's getting a nominal token 600 sort of release 600 theaters so here's the thing knives as out- many theaters as the fablemans is getting this weekend that's that's what the knives out sequel is getting right now november 29th 2019 this movie went wide okay 
Well, I guess it opened wide. Mm-hmm. 26.7. And that's before anybody knew anything really about this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as you said, the second one's going to be way bigger because it's so anticipated. Would have been way bigger. Yes. Would have I, been. It would have been. Sorry. Would have been. Now, I wanted to talk about this movie first because it makes me so angry. Yes. And I want to be angry first and thankful later. Okay. Because the closer, I'm as far away from Thanksgiving as I'm going to be right now. And uh, uh, 40 minutes from now, when we end this show, I'll be closer to Thanksgiving. So I want to be more in a thankful mood. Right now, I'm pissed and I'm angry. And what I'm angry about... And I'm cutting the shit. Instead of cutting the turkey, I should be cutting the turkey. Mm-hmm. I'm cutting shit right now, thanks to Netflix. Mm-hmm. You wanted to say something else at the end there. I can feel it. You caught but that. But you didn't. But I did yeah. it. I did yes. it. The sponsors. Exactly. The thing about this is what, I, what I'm angry about is I was already angry that we weren't going to get numbers. Mm-hmm. We had talked about this earlier. It's coming out in 600, and we're not going to get box office numbers. Well, guess what? We're hearing through the grapevine that, oh, maybe Netflix will give us numbers because, oh, these, these uh, pre-sales are looking really good. You can't mm-hmm. play that mm-hmm. fucking game. That's not how it works. You give mm-hmm. us numbers always, or you don't give us numbers at all. Mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't just tout your successes. You got to own your failures. Mm-hmm. That's what all these big companies do. This is what Paramount does. This is what Universal does. This is what Disney does. This is what any of these big companies do. They own their effing failures, and Netflix yep. will not. And therefore, I am going to say, I'm not going to give a box office number for this film. Because there's no... I could be just giving something out that they're not going to report. So I'm making a guesstimate about something that I'll never know the answer to. So you're saying you don't want to give a prediction right now. I'm not going to give a prediction because it's not worth it. And the other okay. thing is, okay. I'm going to be spending Thanksgiving with you. Yes. Yes. And in-laws. And yeah, my in-laws. Your yeah. in-laws. Yeah. And it's a possibility on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. that night we may see Glass Onion. We may. It's it's in AMCs, and it's in an AMC near the the town of my in laws. Yes, but I will do, and I will only do that because mm-hmm. I love your in laws. Yes, they're good people. They're, they're fine. They're good people. Yeah, but in my regular life, I will not go to a theater to see this movie and put my money down and have it not be counted. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. I put my money down for a movie, goddammit, I want it to count towards the box office because I am pe- I am making a decision with my dollars, which is the most important decision you can ever make. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if I'm making a decision with my dollars and that's not being noticed and it's not doing anything to propel Dave Batista's career or any of the people in this or, or Edward Norton's comeback Whatever mm-hmm. it may be, whatever you're rooting for. I mean, I'm rooting for Batista, always, right, always. Right. Why would I invest my money when it's not going to show up and be counted? Right, right, right. Because the only thing they really care about are uh, minutes spent on the app in yes. the end. That's what they really care about is next month when Glass Onions on Netflix, how many minutes spent on the app? 
That's now, that's the number there. So so I am hearing though that numbers are going to get out because they they numbers can't help but get out. Numbers don't want to stay covered up. Numbers want to be out. I mean mm-hmm. I I I'm out there. I'm pounding the pavement. I was talking to our good friend Jeff Bach of Exhibitor Relations Co. and if, if for some reason you're not following ERC on Twitter, what are you doing? You got to follow Exhibitor Relations Co. Jeff Jeff Bach is just breaking it down as always, but he thinks numbers will leak. I mean, this is he told me that he thinks the numbers are going to get out, perhaps accidentally mm. in quotes. They're going to get out. But are they are is Netflix going to care? Here's here's my problem with the way Netflix is opening. Aside from the fact this should be in four thousand theaters and it should open to forty five million dollars, absolutely, obviously. Absolutely. But I don't think Netflix wants numbers out in either case. I think if the movie bombs because there's no marketing for this movie, mm-hmm. so people even though this is a Knives Out sequel, most people do not know this is going to be in movie theaters this weekend. There's not commercials. True. There's not advertising. So there is a chance this movie will quote unquote bomb in its 600 theaters because the marketing is so low. So obviously Netflix doesn't want that to get out because articles about Knives Out sequel bombing will not help the buzz for the movie when it drops on Netflix. But on the other hand, if this movie is a quote unquote smash hit for the the size of its release, Netflix probably is not going to want that out either because then it only puts the pressure on them to keep this movie in the theaters, to expand the theater counts, yes. to open other big movies of theirs in the theaters. So this is kind of a lose-lose situation for Netflix based on their backwards thinking of movie releasing because they don't want to be pressured into putting... They're not going to put Knives Out into more theaters. Knives Mm -hmm. Out could sell out every single seat in every single showing of those 600 theaters that it's going to be opening in this weekend. People could be sitting in the aisles. It could be fire hazards all across the country. Yes. You could have a situation where people are selling their uh, Glass Onion tickets on StubHub Mm -hmm. for five times the value, and Netflix catches wind of this. And they still will not want to put this movie into more theaters or to keep it out past the one week that it's scheduled to be out because they do not want to release movies for whatever reason in movie theaters. They don't want to do it. So all that said, this movie's going to be in 600 theaters. I mean, we're, we're hearing uh, reports from people who are checking this that, that, you know, you go and you try and get a ticket for the screening, the auditoriums are filling up. Mm-hmm. You know, people are buying tickets to this movie in the limited capacity that they can. But will we know what that means? And will it mean anything? You know, this is not a Terrifier situation. You know, we're ter- or Terrifier 2. We're Terrifier 2, got its limited release, supposed to be three days, the beginning of October, and it sold so many tickets that they expanded it. And they kept it out longer and longer and longer. That's not going to happen with Glass Onion. It doesn't matter how many tickets people buy this weekend. Next week, this movie is going to be out of movie theaters because Netflix 
doesn't care about box office. Well, and I think this Knives Out release, is go- the Glass Onion release, is going to be a tipping point to show that streamers are not only bad for movies, they're poisonous to previously strong IPs. I mean, this this case especially. You know, it's it's one thing if Netflix is not putting Enola Holmes movies in theaters. You know what? They created the Enola Holmes movies. If they want to not collect box office dollars on that, fine. But mm-hmm. Netflix did not create Knives Out. No. Theaters created Knives Out. Yes, and they're tanking it. They're tanking it. Yeah. And that's yeah. on their hands. Yes, yes, yes. Now, also, we're going to go move off of Glass Onion, but another way we can get numbers is by extrapolating numbers through some of our contacts, one being Austin, one to be mm-hmm. a boy Austin, sent us another mm-hmm. great email. He just kills it every, every week. Every week. And he worked at a Regal in an unspecified city, because, you know, listen, I don't want to blow up Austin's spot if he doesn't want it. No. He worked for five plus years, and he's going to ask his old bosses to get some hard numbers. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I We... Austin's been on the show. You guys know Austin. He's going to get these numbers. Who's going to say no to Austin? Right? No, he's so personable, so charismatic. Possible future star himself. You Absolutely. Know. So yeah. he's going to try and give us some numbers. And then what we can do is we can do some multiplication from there. We can extrapolate, yep. right? And so Quick that's math. also a possibility. We can use the maths. So yeah. I... Are we going to make this stand, though, right now, Pat? Because Box Office Pro has opening ranges for the three-day and the five-day, and we're not going to do it. I am not going to predict, but I will report. We will will come back on our uh, beginning of the week episode after the holiday, next Sunday night or Monday, we will give a number for Glass Onion. Yeah. We will figure out a number by hook or by crook. We will be reporting something. Mm-hmm. And if Netflix doesn't want to give out official numbers, then they're gonna have to they're gonna have to build their press around the BO boys math. Yeah. And the, here's the thing is like and also if they don't report the number, because the the buzz is they'll report if it's great, which is not necessarily the case, and you laid out why that's not the case. I, I think there's less of a chance they will if it's if it's a huge, huge number, I think they definitely won't want to report that. But here's the thing. Then we just report it as a bomb. If they never I mean, put we, out numbers, then everything's a bomb. Right? Well, we, we can say we that because we don't know. Again, we will report based on what's available to us, and we'll do some napkin math, and we will put out a number. Yes. So that, that I mean, here's the thing. Look forward to. Here's here's my prediction for the opening weekend. I'll give you a prediction right now. If this had been released by a real movie studio with a real opening weekend, forty four million dollar three day. $54 million uh, five-day weekend. Great. There you uh, go. There's yes. my prediction. And you know what? That's like, that 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 could even be bigger. Mm-hmm. But we can't talk, you know, if, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts. Exactly. Exactly. You, know, you, you got if it. If grandma so, had nuts, she'd be grandpa. There you go. Right? So, yeah. So let's, let's move on to a movie that is getting a real release this weekend, but... I kind of feel like this one is uh, is being is being offered up 
as a as a, a stale course on this Thanksgiving meal. Do you know which movie I'm about to put out there for us Strange, to talk about? Strange World. Strange World. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this this feels like some some leftovers. Wow. This stinks of mm-hmm. Treasure Planet. I mean, there you go. Yeah. And that yeah. was, can you believe it, Pat? 20 years ago. You want to feel old? Wow. That movie came out November 27th, 2002. Wow. And opened to $12 million. And wow. it's shocking that we don't, not we, I'm saying we as in like people, but I will say Disney in this case, mm-hmm. do not know their own history and don't understand why they're doomed to repeat it. Because, so let's, yes, mm-hmm. what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, let's break down what uh, uh, Strange World is. Oh, is, please try. Is- try for me, Pat, because this movie looks unscrutable in so, what it actually is. So it's a Disney animation proper, not Pixar. This is a, a, a Disney animation film. You know, well, you know it's Disney animation because it's not on Disney Plus exclusively. Right, right. Although, I mean, we'll talk about when we get to Bob Chapstick, maybe things will be turning around for Pixar going forward. We'll see. But yes, this is getting an actual theatrical release. It's Disney Animation Studios, you know. So this is the division that gave you your Frozens and your Wreck-It Ralphs and your Moanas. And your Tangled. Tangled, of course. And now this is their big new holiday release, Strange World. And I've seen this trailer several times. And from what I could tell, it's a grandpa and a dad and a son in a strange world. Or it's three, or it's the same guy at three different ages. It's one of those two. I'm not sure. I, I, I think it's a dad. I think it's a dad and a, I think it's a grandfather and a, fa- a father and th- their kids. And their kids. Well, the grandson. The grandson, yeah. Is that what yeah. you said? That's what I said. I okay. said a grandpa, a dad, and a kid. All right. That's so, three generations. Three generations. But the main thing is this is sci-fi. This is animated sci-fi with boy lead characters. And you it's know? And pulpy. I think that it's, is... It's that old-fashioned pulpy type of stuff with like right. weird flying machines that are wood but also high-tech. I mean... That kind of shit does nothing at the box office. It's, it's a, yeah, it, it, it's it's something that animation seems to have struggled with several times. You know, I think that the one you mentioned was uh, uh, Treasure Planet. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like Titan was that Titan AE. Titan AE was sci-fi. Yeah, you know, like that does seem to be the Achilles heel of animation is going to that well. And I think it's, this is something we've talked about before. And I think this is the time that I've, I've maybe got to cut the shit here. Okay. When it comes to Disney and hopefully Bob Iger tape taken over for Bob Chapstick. Maybe he's going to reverse course on this, but Disney, Disney animation, People want the princesses. Mm-hmm. People want 
the Frozen Sisters. People want Moana. And I'm not saying people want just the old traditional princesses, just Snow White. They want their Moanas. They want something new and unique, but they want princesses. And I think the thing that we've seen that they don't want from Disney Animation is they don't want boy adventure sci-fi and especially this boy adventure sci-fi that's like pirate ships and stuff like that. They yeah. don't want that. And listen, I hate to continue being negative on this Thanksgiving weekend, but Strange World feels like such a doomed from the start Disney animation release. And a Disney animation release on Thanksgiving weekend should be a slam doink. Mm-hmm. It should be a slam doink. And Princesses would have been a slam doink. It's... Moana 2 would have been a slam doink. Or not in Moana 2, but another movie that gives us what Moana gave us, which was an exciting new animated Disney princess. It's, Austin even mentioned, he said, is the chapstick Iger fiasco, is that... Does that have anything to do with Strange World going to be being a catastrophic bomb? Because I honestly think this could be an unprecedented bomb. Unprecedented. Unprecedented in the sense of we haven't seen it in a while. Like a movie doing this poorly, especially a big Disney movie. Because Disney is kind of, I mean, Marvel's the only thing making money for them in theaters right now. Like right now, because they haven't put the Pixar movies in theaters, right? In Kanto, right, right. they cut the knees out by putting it on Disney Plus too early. It didn't even make it to a hundred million dollars. That thing could have been a smash if they wouldn't just if they would have just let it ride, you know? Because it could have even because it had a number one song in America. It was like a, a huge song, but then they you could just get it at home, so people weren't going to the theater for it. And of course, that was like you know. Covid-esque times too, but mm. it's like this movie. The fact that this is coming to theaters and the Pixar movies didn't is just so flummoxing to me. Mm-hmm. And if Chapstick wasn't fired, he should have been fired for this exclusively because mm-hmm. this is a disaster. We're looking at Box Office Pro, and their three-day. They're saying it's anywhere between fifteen and twenty-five. Oh my god, that is so low for a Disney animated film on a holiday weekend. And that is five day, 21 to 35. And I'm telling you right now, this five day is going to be under $20 million. This five day is going to be $19 million. Wow. I mean, that is, that is getting into disaster territory. It'll make single digits in the three day. This thing looks like the turd of all turds. So can I can I just give you a comparison? Please do. Or a Thanksgiving weekend release from a, a animated Disney film. Sure thing. November 2016, Moana opens up to 56 million dollars. And you know what? That was looked at as a little bit of a disappointment, remember? A little bit of a disappointment at the time. Obviously, it had great legs and is I think endured as one of their more beloved modern movies. But that $56 million was looked at as like, oh, we thought it would be. I think they were, at that point, Disney was on such a roll and had maybe been spoiled by how big Frozen was. Mm-hmm. 
But that is $56 million three-day weekend was looked at as a disappointment. I mean, yeah. that was a $82 million five-day over yeah. Thanksgiving for that movie. And right now, we've got predictions of Strange World being in the 20s for a five-day. Yeah. And that is... The, that is there's a situation where Disney is just not giving their audience what they want. No. They don't want a grandpa and a dad and a son in a retro sci-fi movie with pirate ships that are spaceships. It's, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But I don't think this is what... But their we, audience wants. We, when Lyle Lyle Crocodile came out, we thought mm-hmm. that it could do well because there was nothing else for kids at the moment. Mm-hmm. And right now, there's nothing else for kids except for Lyle Lyle Crocodile. And by, I mean, that's dead IP, but the movie is dead. still in theaters, right? It's it, 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 there's There's no more Lyle in our life theatrically ever again after this movie goes out of theaters. But I'm telling you what, if I'm a kid and I see that poster, mm-hmm. Lilo Crocodile, a bum, a, a, a absolute bum, mm-hmm. and I see the poster for Strange World, I go, I'll have one for the bum, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, so we're both going lower than the tracking here. Oh, 100%. This thing is going to be a catastrophe. So you're thinking single digits for the three-day weekend? Yeah. I think that that feels low. So you're saying like $9 million. You're yeah. saying three-day weekend, Disney Animation Strange World makes as much as the menu did in its opening week. All right. Well, maybe that's crazy. So what I'll say is this thing is going to make... I mean, it'll make most of its bones on the three-day weekend anyway. Mm-hmm. So all in, I think this thing makes under 20. Wow. So wow. maybe it opens to 13 on the weekend, but it ain't making much more in this in this five-day. Because the other thing is, people are going to see this movie and then tell people, don't go see this. See, I think that the legs on this are going to be real bad. It's going to open under the tracking, but I think just a little under the tracking. Like, I think this movie is still going to make it 17 or 18 three day and get a little over 20 for the five day just by virtue of the rats need their cheese. Listen, I know we live by the rats need their cheese, but man, these kids are going to really let me down if they go and see this movie, because we said the kids can sniff out a stinker. They could, but... They sniffed out but, Lyle. They knew he was a bum. They knew he was a bum. Even when we didn't know. Yeah. Even when the great Jeff Bach of Exhibitorations Co. was touting Lyle on our fall preview episode. But the, the kids sniffed him out. The rats sniffed out and, Lyle. And we thought Tom and Jerry were bums, and they weren't. The kids were, were like, Tom and Jerry rule. What are you talking about, you old farts? But even to the extent that Lightyear was a was a disaster it's still and this is a low opening weekend for what it should have done but even that made 50 million dollars in its opening weekend that was in the summer obviously light year is off the the toy story ip but the opening weekend of strange world i think there is a 
a, there is a basement for how low it could go just by virtue of it's a huge cartoon opening on Thanksgiving weekend. So I think it'll get to 17, 18, 19, somewhere around there opening weekend. Well, I, know I think was- it's going to fall off a cliff next weekend. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see, man. I think this is a historic bomb. We'll see. We'll see. Either way, it's going to make for great radio on the next episode. So let's continue. Let's talk about Devotion. Okay, this now, is an interesting one. Now, this is a Sony picture starring mm-hmm. Glenn Powell, mm-hmm. late of Maverick, Top Gun Maverick. And this is another fighter pilot movie. Mm-hmm. And the tracking for this one is opening weekend, three day, five to 10, okay. or five day. 7 to 14. So that's pretty low. And that yes. feels right for this because you've seen the trailer for this film. Yes. And it absolutely looks like a cheapo. I was at a uh, bar over the weekend and I was with some friends and watching sporting events. And during the commercial to the sporting event, there's commercials, trailer for devotion comes on. All three of us looked at it and had that thought of, wait, is this a Maverick thing? Is this like a Maverick like supplemental content situation? Split second. Obviously, I then quickly realized, oh, it's Devotion starring Glenn Powell. Mm-hmm. It's coming out Thanksgiving weekend. I reoriented myself and, and all that. But the people around us thought this was something Maverick related Mm -hmm. so will the question i pose is will that confusion help at the box office can people be confused enough to buy tickets to a movie because they think it's something else or does the act of buying tickets have too many steps and too many layers to be able to confuse people into buying a ticket for something they don't really want. Uh, you know, I think that would work back in the day. And the reason being is, well, you know, actually, as I'm talking through this, Thanksgiving is maybe one holiday where people do go to the movies the way they used to, which is, let's go to the movies. So they might yeah. go to a theater and see what's playing. Normally that doesn't happen. Normally it's, we're going to see Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. We know. We got the tickets. We're there. Right, It right. could be we're stuffed. We're fighting. We need to go to a place where we can't, we can't talk to each other. We have to yes. be silent. So we're just driving to the theater, and if we see something we like, we'll see it. If not, we'll just, I don't know, play the, sh- the basketball shooting game for two hours and not talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And that's a possibility, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So that could be something that happens with this film where they go in and they're like, wait, is this like some sort of, like you said, weird spinoff? What is this? Let's watch it. But on a normal weekend, they wouldn't do it because they would be going to the theater specifically to see this. And it's not like, you know, you're at the checkout counter and you see back in the day, they used to have the VHSs that were like the fake Disney movies that had like Aladdin, but it wasn't called Aladdin. Right, and you would right, just buy right. it, like a grandparent would buy it for their kid thinking it's Aladdin. Right. And that kind of stuff would happen back then, but that doesn't happen now. But this weekend is a 
brilliant weekend to put this film out because that's something that could happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, I, I, I could see, and it's also the genre that plays really well to that potential audience, mm-hmm. which is just families looking for something safe and inoffensive to go to together because and, and it's very hard to find something that crosses generation sensibilities mm-hmm. and just Glenn Powell fighter pilot movies that seem like a Maverick ripoff. That's pretty safe. Yes. Now Austin had a great comp for this. Mm-hmm. And again, we were talking 20 years ago when it came to treasure planet, we're talking 10 years ago. Pat, you want to feel old? Sure, always. Yeah. The Red Dawn remake from 2012. Okay. That starred Chrissy Hemme. Okay. And Josh Peck. Now that was a big failure. But this opening weekend was in November. Mm-hmm. November 21st. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it opened to $14 million. Okay. So something like that, you know, it was an action film. It was military adjacent. It ha- It is a bit of an IP. It's a bit though. of an IP. But like you're saying, devotion to some people is a maverick, is top gun. Like they, it's, they think it's an IP possibly. Right, right. So I'm not saying that this is going to open to 14, but there's a possibility and Austin's going 13, so he's going nuts. He said, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Let's get nuts, yeah. But I I actually am now being talked into because of the weakness of something like Strange World and the lack of theaters for Glass Onion. I could see Devotion. I'm going to go on the high end for Devotion here okay. when it comes to this five-day and I'm going to say that this makes $12 million. I Here's the thing. I don't think that's crazy at all. Okay. Because I'm throwing out a couple of other comps in terms of just being very forgettable fighter pilot movies. Okay. You know, uh, just these are not going to be movies that anyone's like, oh, yeah, of course, that was a huge hit. We all watch that over and over again. These are just fighter pilot movies that have come and gone. And the ones I'm going to go throw out there are, uh, there's Stealth, mm. which was that Jamie Foxx action Jessica, movie. I Jessica think. Biel. Jessica Biel. This is, and this is coming off of, I think, either right before, right after the, uh, the Oscar win that he had for Ray. You know, this is when he was hot, but Stealth was one of those movies that he may have made before he got red hot. That movie came out in July of 2005, so this is 18 years ago, if mm-hmm. you want to feel old. Open to $13.2 million. Okay. You know, on its way to only making 31 total, but open to 13. And then another similar movie, fighter pilot movie that we all kind of forget about, the George Lucas-produced Red, Red Tails. Tails movie. But Red Tails Ten- was, a, was a bomb, wasn't it? It made $18.7 million in its opening whoa, weekend. Whoa. On its way to only making $49 million. So that's a movie that didn't have a big multiplier. But 
That movie made 18.7 opening weekend. And there you go. Your first thought was, that's a bomb, wasn't it? Yeah. But that's a movie that made $18 million. People like these fighter pilot movies. You know, they, and they're they're not Maverick. No. You know, and they're not movies that maybe even in the end are, are huge hits or have great legs. But they open. Yeah. But they open. So yeah. can devotion open to 12 to 13? I'm feeling like I'm I'm feeling like there's a chance. It, I'm feeling like there's a chance that devotion gets to 12 million dollar opening weekend. And you know what? It also is starring Jonathan Majors who we have not mentioned. Mm-hmm. Who is a gentleman who is on the come up because he is going to play Kang yep. in the Marvel movies. Yep. But more yep. importantly, he looks awesome in the Creed 3 trailer. Yes. So yes. this is a guy that people are seeing the the Devotion trailer, they're seeing the Creed 3 trailer, and they're thinking, this is a guy I need to know. This is a guy yes. I need to see on the big screen. Yes. Right? And yes. I think that's a bump, too. I think you're going to get some people who are like, I've got stock in Jonathan Majors, and I want to see how my investment is looking. Yep. Because if I mean, he can bring box office to something like this, then he's bringing some heat. Yeah. 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 I mean, th- this is this is a potential great feather in the cap of Glenn Powell and Jonathan Majors because they get a chance to open a movie that's not IP, that's not them playing superheroes or you know w- mm-hmm. where the the ip is the star you know is and uh, a controversial thing going around now is that uh you saw quentin tarantino said that chris evans is in a movie star captain america is the movie star and you know what quentin tarantino come on the bo boys because you nailed it buddy mm-hmm. you nailed it and you you earned a seat at this table exactly what have we, what have we been saying since the inception of this show the same yeah. darn thing exactly so who knows maybe he's a listener maybe he got it from us but i think he came to that on his own he knows the business too oh yeah but which is to say that you don't get a lot of opportunities for these newer actors to open a movie and not have to play an ip where the ip gets the credit so Listen, this movie's not going to be gigantic. Mm-hmm. It's a maverick ripoff, but I think twelve million dollars is is very possible. So we'll see. I'm going to go twelve in my prediction. Nice, I love it. So I think I said twelve as well. So we're on the same page. And then yeah. Austin's a little higher at thirteen, which is yeah. is, is great. And this is going to be in three thousand four hundred theaters, so it'll be in a good amount of theaters. Yep, which is yep. great. Now let's talk. A movie we saw on Sunday. Yes. This is going to be a semi-wide release. They're platforming this, it looks like. Mm-hmm. It's going to be in 600 theaters. Yep. The Fablemans. Steven Spielberg's uh, opus. Or his origin story. His origin story. Now, listen, we're not critics, huh? Huh. But... So we won't talk about too much about what we thought of the movie. Listen, I loved it. It's going to be in my top 10, maybe top five of the year. Well, and but, not to be a critic, because I'm not, huh? Huh? I gave it 0.2 stars. 
0.2 stars. Now, yeah. not two stars. No. You gave it 0.2 stars. So that is a fifth of a single point. Mm-hmm. So you liked it less than I did. Yes. I thought it was one of the best movies of the year. So we got that out of the way. Now let's talk Turkey yeah. on this movie. This is only going to be in 600 theaters. And I, we saw this movie. I love this movie. You didn't like this movie. But I wish it was in more theaters because I wish most things were in more theaters. Mm-hmm. And this is Steven Spielberg. He Every movie of his should be an event. That said, this is a pretty small personal movie that I actually don't think any release would have turned this into a big hit. No. And I don't think that is a knock on Spielberg at all, or even Spielberg's current drawing power as a director, which I still think is very strong. Mm -hmm. But this is not The Post. No. This is not Bridge of Spies. This is not even a war horse or, or, you know, this is his small indie movie. And I'm sure it costs a lot. You know, he's not Uh, doing indie movies. He's not doing a $5 million movie. But in terms of scope, I, I totally see where any release of this movie ends up around the same number, which is not that high. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a very personal movie. This is a personal statement, mm-hmm. and it's akin to what I would say something like maybe Pain and Gain. This is Spielberg's Pain and this Gain. This is okay. Spielberg's Pain and Gain, which we all know was you know for for Jerry Bruckheimer. Well, for Michael, I'm Bay. sorry, Michael Bay. For Michael Bay, yeah, that was a very personal. Yes. Story, his most personal story. And it did not do well theatrically. Yes. And only made $49.8 million. Open to 20, though, which was pretty big. Right. But this. Well, The Rock is a movie star. Yeah. Um, but this is going to. I mean, that's never in question. It's, let's not talk about The Rock. I'm sorry. You, you just thought, really yeah, yeah. threw me a, a curveball. We do yeah. not have time He's, for that. The Rock is not in The Fablemans. He is Paul in, Dano is in The Fablemans. Exactly. Right. So now yeah. you know the difference. But yes, this is a movie, and I think has a very honestly niche audience because when we saw this film, there was two people who came probably, what, 10 minutes into the movie, Mm -hmm. and I would say they're the prime demo for movie going. They were youngsters in their, I would assume, early 20s. Yes. They came with a full meal- yeah, hungry, virile, young movie guys. I, I mean, they're just growing still, so they need yes. their bones are expanding, so they need to just be eating full meals at all times. Yeah, lots of calories. And I thought to myself, having endured ten minutes of this movie already, I thought they're not going to last five minutes in this mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They didn't. Which was a positive for me because the gentleman was was pushing the, the seat back so far that I had no leg room. But it's his right. Uh, but Lean back. Lean back lean if back. you want to. But they left and I thought, you know what? That means so much. I'm glad I went and saw this movie because now I know how a general audience is going to react to it. So Box Office Pro is saying opening three-day 
2.5 to 4.5, and a five-day, 3.5 to 6 million. I think that is high. I think that is high. Okay. I think. Here's the thing. What do you think? I mean, I love this movie, and I don't think I'm going to disagree with you here. Yeah, I think, I mean, three-day, this thing is, this smells like a she said to me. Two million. Yeah. And then five day, this thing's going to make 3.5. Like that, I, I, I can't go lower because it's Spielberg, but like, I just don't see, I'm not going to go Armageddon time on this thing, like 800K mm-hmm. for the three day. I just don't see mass, a mass amount of people seeing this film. So you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. Why not? Five day, three million. Wow. There's so many other things to see. People want to see Wakanda. Maybe they didn't get a chance to. Devotion mm-hmm. is out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, if I'm a family, am I seeing? I'm seeing Strange World over this. Right, right. And holy I mean, crap! This this movie is akin to when Scorsese does his like really small movies, like a Silence. Mm-hmm. You know, like his. All of their movies are art, Scorsese, Steven Spielberg. It's all art, but they're real artsy movies. Mm-hmm. And that is, to me, where the Fablemans, and again, having seen it, it's not the movie about behind the scenes of making movies, you know, that type of thing that maybe could have branched out into being more of a general audience's movie. It's a, it's a real kind of weird family drama and i think something like silence oddly enough is the kind of movie that it comps to mm-hmm. and i'm looking at the wide release weekend for silence where that movie was in 747 theaters it opened to 1.9 million it had played in limited theaters before that but only had made less than a million so it made uh 1.9 million that opening weekend, I, I don't know if the Fablemans is much more than that. I think it's more than that, but yeah, I think it's like a three million dollar opening weekend. And you know what? We are not critics, but Silence is a great movie. Silence is a masterpiece. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I I think coming into you know a month ago, I would have thought maybe the Fablemans is this big sort of fun, general audience, friendly, big crowd pleaser that is perfectly timed to open on a holiday weekend for families. Having seen it, I loved it, but I don't think it's that type of movie at the box office. We'll see. I think the bigger story for something like The Fablemans is going to be critical notices, awards, and can it play for months based on that type of thing. True. But I don't think opening weekend is really going to be that huge for this movie. God, do we even mention it? Uh, uh, the This Tim- Timothy Chalamet cannibal movie. I mean, it's looking like it has some box office potential. It's getting a big release, Bones and All. So this is uh, a movie based on an acclaimed novel. And it's directed by Luca Guadina, who did... Call Me By Your Name. So a big prestige director reteaming with his his young star, Timothy Chalamet. I mean, the thing with this movie is it is obviously a topic that could be 
off-putting to mass audiences, cannibalism. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Cannibal Holocaust, as much as it's remembered, never was a giant opener at the box office. But you know. Cannibal Holocaust did not have a heartthrob in it. It did not have Timothy Chalamet or the Timothy Chalamet of its time. It had Italian actors who had to pretend to be dead leading up to the release of the movie. That's something that Bones and All has over Cannibal Holocaust is that when Cannibal Holocaust came out, they had the cast pretend that they had been killed mm-hmm. and didn't have them promoting the movie. You know, whereas with Timothy Chalamet, Bones and All, he doesn't have to pretend that he's dead in the lead up. He could pr- he could promote the movie. So that is a an advantage for Bones and All. Mm-hmm. Um it's a it's a you know this movie's not going to be gigantic because it's a cannibal movie, but Timothy Chalamet is just so popular, and he's coming off a of Dune, which was his biggest hit ever, mm-hmm. and maybe he gets this higher than you would think for a normal uh uh you know indie dramedy cannibal movie. Yes, yeah. So I mean. Tracking wise, mm-hmm. we're looking at three day two to four, and five day three point three to six point eight. Well, here here's what I here's the thing to throw out there because these numbers are all so low, and it's it's mm-hmm. when you three day five day, you know, it, it's yeah. it's tough to really judge at the margins there. Here's what I'll throw out. What do you think has a bigger weekend? Bones and All, the uh, indie dramedy, or not even dramedy, no. I don't think it's a comedy at all, indie drama, dark drama about cannibalism, Bones and All, or The Fablemans, which is a Steven Spielberg movie. Which movie is going to be bigger this weekend? Bones and All. I agree. Bones and All, because it's in more theaters, it's in 2,700 plus theaters. It's it's gonna be the it's gonna be like the edgy person's choice. Yes, yes. You know because yes. again, Glass Onion may not be available for say you're a kid in Minnesota and he wants to go to the art theater and he says, I, you know what, Thanksgiving's a bunch of horse shit. I want to watch beautiful young sad people eating people instead of turkey and cranberry sauce because i'm yep. edgy yep and there's gonna there's a lot of those people out there and, and you, you're saying that it sounds mockingly but you love those people i'm one of those people i live in you're new york city people. that's why yes. i moved from pennsylvania yes yes we want to be around that person but that is how that person would say that exactly yeah so yeah i think i think that that this movie is going to do better than Fablemans. And with that, I mean, neither of them are going to make the top five, which is... Well, yeah. why don't we... And we're going to talk Bob Chapstick in a minute, but before we talk Bob Chapstick, why don't we just give our predictions for the order of movies this weekend? Okay. And do we include in that order, are we including Glass Onion? F no, I will not. Okay, so a sans glass onion ordering, and I say we go all the way through to wherever we think Fablemans and Bones and oh all. Oh my are god! Land. Okay, I think we got to do it. All right. So, um, 
I mean, I'll go first. I mean, I'm going to go, if to get to Fablemans, I'm going to have to go really low, bro. You're going to have to go low, but when you go low, I go high. So, you know, we even it out that way. Uh, number one this weekend, Slam Doink is going to be Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. Black Panther 2. It's going to have its third straight weekend at the box office, at top of the box office. That's number one. Number two, by default, is going to be Strange World. Yes. Even if it only makes $17 million or so and is a disappointment, it's going to be number two. Number three mm. is going to be interesting. I think I know where you're going. It all depends on if this movie is still in as many movie theaters this weekend. Fuck it. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live. Number three, The Chosen Season 3, Episodes 1 and 2. Well, it's going to be an 1800. That's what it says here on the numbers. And it's doing well. It's doing well right now. In the dailies. Okay. Over the uh, that's Monday, it actually moved slightly ahead of the menu. Slightly. So uh, I think that's going to be number three. Number four is going to be the menu. Okay. I just saw this film. I think this movie has a great shot of having long legs going forward. I, I sense a possibly a barbarian type buzz around this movie. We'll see. Okay. But I think it's doing well. I think it's going to do well, but I think it's going to be number four this weekend. Then number five, I said it last week, and, and this is going to be the week it happens. Number five is going to be Tickets to Paradise. You're forgetting about ahead. Devotion, bro. Oh, my God. Okay, take How it back. How can you forget about? Take it back. Take it back. All right. We start off, number one, Wakanda Forever. Yeah, slam dunk, slam dunk. Number two, by default, strange by default, world. By Number default. three, that's devotion, making twelve million. Okay, okay, there we go, there we go. Number four, chosen season three, episodes one and two. Number uh, five is the menu. Number six is going to be Ticket to Paradise. Number seven is going to be Black Adam. Number eight is going to be Bones and All. Number nine, Fable Man's. Number 10, La La Crocodile. There we go. Wow. Okay. That's so many. That's so many. I guess we, we basically went- have to get up to, we, we're basically predicting a top 10, and we're not even putting Glass Onion in there at a protest. All right. So number one, Slam Doink, Black Panther, of course. Yeah. Strange World, yeah. number two, by default. Yeah. Number three, I agree. It's got to be Devotion. Got to be. Um, I think that the menu is going to be the chosen. Okay. I listen, I hope so. I, I saw that movie. I love that movie. I, I hope it, it really has legs. So, so then that is number four is yes. the menu. Number five is the chosen season three. So it's one and two. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to say bones and all. Wow. And then I'm going to say Ticket to Paradise. Wow. And then I'm going to say Black Adam. Wow. And then I'm going to say The Fablemans. Yep. That is my top whatever. Yep. 
There you go. Well, you got up to nine. Basically, the number 10 slot, are you thinking it's She Said or Lyle Lyle Crocodile? Oh, it's Lyle. This is the week that Lyle chomps on She Said. Yeah. Okay. Nobody. I mean, I I mean, I, I, if you're, I mean, the She Said people are, are going to the Fablemans. Yes. Yes. Anybody who saw She, She Said last week is the only people who wanted to see that movie in the theaters. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. So I, I, I think that there's your, there's your top ten. I mean, it would have been such a big different, uh, uh, a different weekend if Knives Out Two Glass Onion was opening in three to four thousand theaters. Totally would have changed everything. A, a, a different not. slam doink. A, a different slam doink would have opened number one slam doink. So. We we don't have a lot of time, Pat, because we just like we don't. But we have to mention Bob Iger coming yes. back to Disney, yep. kicking out his his not even heir apparent. It was the person he put in charge when he left. Yes, Bob yes. Chapstick he, booted yeah. out of the top spot by Bob Iger. Yeah. There's been so much talk about this, and I would recommend, and I know you would too. Mm-hmm. There's a great episode of The Town. Yep. Former Wait. former and future guest Matt Bellany. Really breaks down what's going on. It's a great conversation. That is a must listen. Yeah. And, you know, we 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 do talk Streamo sometimes on here. We never talk parks, amusement parks. No, right? no. And we we do not talk cruises. No. And so, you know, listen. I don't talk about any place that you can get Legionnaire's disease, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Never been a breakout in a theater, been a breakout in a Dis- Disney parks. Yeah. So I think it was Legionnaire's disease. Maybe I should it, – it was some sort of old-timey disease, let's just say that, to cover yeah. our butts. Yeah. When you said it, you said it making quote marks with your fingers, so therefore legally we're in the clear. Yeah. So this was shocking to some – Mm-hmm. But I don't. It's not that shocking to me. I mean, it feels no. like the right move. This feels like the right move. Bob Chapik took a company that was riding high, and Bob who? Bob Chapstick. Yeah, Bob Chapstick. Yeah. Took a company that was riding high and drove it into the ground. And yes, I know he took over during COVID times, mm-hmm. but he also had some time after COVID to. Th- Turn, you know, and this isn't all of him, but it's like he's done nothing to write the ship where Star Wars is now a TV uh, t- TV franchise. Mm-hmm. Marvel's oversaturated. Mm-hmm. You've got these uh, Pixar being completely just turned into a straight to streaming uh, company. I mean, Bob, Bob Chaps And Strange World happened on his watch. Yes. Which will go Bob, down as an unprecedented disaster. I don't know how many times I have to say it. Bob Chapstick, one of his most visible box office blunders is what he did to Pixar. Mm-hmm. Is that he turned Pixar into a Streamo brand. And the one Pixar movie that he put out in theaters was Lightyear. And I think that is what goes on. Bob Chapstick, CEO Tombstone, mm-hmm. is devaluing Pixar. Yeah. 
you know, when you put the how did how long did he serve as CEO of Disney? Twenty nineteen to twenty twenty two. It says Bob on that tombstone says Bob Chapstick, twenty nineteen to twenty twenty two, devoted devaluer of the Pixar brand. Mm-hmm. That's what it says there. You comma develop Strange World and release Strange World, comma. Marvel movies got a lot worse under his uh, his his tenure. Now, there's a lot of reasons why Bob Iger could be coming back. People mm-hmm. have mentioned ego. People yes. have mentioned that Chapstick wasn't respecting Iger's legacy and was right. dismantling what he had created. Right. I think we know one of the reasons. It's many mm-hmm. reasons, you know. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. And one of the things is, you know, he Bob Iger wanted to spend time with his family, right? Maybe his family kind of sucks. I don't know. I haven't right. been around his family, but it's a possibility that his family sucks, and that's the main driver of him coming back to work. Or at least was boring. Yeah, you know, sucks and boring, yeah. Yeah, they may be nice people, but they, they probably were a, lot, uh, were a lot less exciting than running Pixar, running the MCU, blah, blah, blah. And what and what family wouldn't be? Oh, there's no family that's going to be as... A, that's the thing with CEOs retiring is how could they not be bored? Yeah, yeah. How could they not be bored? But CEOs or powerful people, they usually come back to either uh, uh, for purpose of a vendetta, so maybe, you know... Like you said, putting the knife to Bob Chapstick's throat was something he wanted to do because mm-hmm. Bob Chapstick disrespected him, but also to right wrongs from the past. And I think we both agree Bob Iger is possibly coming back to right a wrong that he did years ago. Clayton, do you do you, we're we're thinking the same thing. Do you want to say what wrong do you think Bob Iger might be coming back to right? Not buying Sonic? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this since the early days of the B.O. Boys, fall 2019, when we started this show. One of Bob Iger's biggest mistakes, and he's done a lot of a lot of successful things for Disney. He bought Marvel. He bought Star Wars. But he did not buy the rights to the Sonic the Hedgehog IP. No. He did not do that. It was out there. And Disney did not buy the rights of the Sonic the Hedgehog IP. And then Paramount bought those rights. They developed Sonic the Hedgehog into a blockbuster first film starring Jim Carrey as Robotnik. And then they, of course, this past spring, released Sonic the Hedgehog 2, another blockbuster. Paramount as a whole is out there just waiting to possibly be bought. Yes, and that's the thing is, does the question is, because people mm-hmm. are saying, does Disney get into video games? Do they buy a video game company? Do they right. buy Sega, right? Right. Or right. Right. do they not care about video games and they just buy Paramount? People right. are even saying, do they buy Netflix? I mean, because Iger's a mm-hmm. guy who acquires IPs, like you said, bought Marvel, bought, bought Lucasfilms, bought all this stuff, bought the mm-hmm. Muppets. And you know what? People can say that was a failure, but guess what? The Muppets are being used as oily rags to clean the roller coasters at Disney World. And you know what? 
that's some high quality grade fabric that yep. they're using to clean those roller coasters. So it was a good investment, I think, at the end of the day. Right. And the thing with with using the Muppets as rags, Kermit's already green. So whatever gunk they're cleaning up off of those roller coasters, mm-hmm. it's not making Kermit look any worse. No. So I think Iger buying the Muppets, even if it's just to use as vomit rags on on Space Mountain, a good purchase. Yeah. But he did not purchase the IP for Sonic. And it's out there in the sense that Paramount, and, and I know Danny Eskimalaji, uh, the host of Ice Screen, You Scream, Four the, Movies. The number four. Number four. The, the ultimate Paramount super fan. We all love Paramount. Yes. I mean, what they've done at the, the domestic box office this year has been spectacular. Scream, Jackass Forever, Sonic 2, The Lost City, Maverick. I mean, just... Listen, uh, Paramount may, might make smile. Devotion a hit, and yeah. it has nothing no, to no, do with Sony. it. No, no, that's Sony. Devotion but, is But Sony. what I'm saying is that through Maverick's oh, yes. success... Yeah. I mean, listen, if we were to yep. ever divvy up the millions for Devotion, if it becomes a hit, I mean, we're going to have to give Paramount some money. Right, right. Even though they're not the studio. Totally. Yeah. But the way these corporations work, Paramount as a conglomerate is small enough potatoes that they could be gobbled up by Disney at some point. Mm-hmm. And that might be what Bob Iger is looking to do. And... Sure, he'll get the rights to all these other IPs. He's got he'll get Beavis and Butthead. He'll get uh, Mission Impossible, all that. But he'll get Sonic, yes. and he'll get to right the wrong of his past, which is Disney not buying Sonic. Exactly. So, his, so it's possible. It's possible. It's very possible. Because there's nothing else. What else does he have to prove? I mean, he's he's shown, and everybody's talking about oh his line of succession and blah blah. It's like listen. To use a sports metaphor, and I know we're not sports talk radio, huh? Huh? But it's like the the coach of the New England Patriots, mm-hmm. Bill Belichick. Yes, he has famously had a line of assistant coaches that became head coaches and did not succeed. Does that take failure away from his skills? No. What it shows is that he's irreplaceable. And even with one of the greatest coaches teaching you, or maybe not teaching you, but you're able to watch them do their magic, it's just something that certain people are amazing at and other people can't replicate that. And Bob Iger is that sort of unicorn. So to say, well, Bob Iger never created another Bob Iger is a ridiculous thing to even talk about he created a bob chapstick and and bob chapstick went against what bob Iger would have done and that's why he failed well i mean i think the a big part of the bob chapstick legacy and we're not gonna talk about cruises we're not gonna talk about parks or any of that but he went all in on streaming he uh, uh, basically disregarded theatrical mm-hmm. these last few years. Yes. Not just the COVID year. Obviously, the COVID year, people aren't going to release movies into movie theaters. Huh? huh? Movie theaters are closed. Huh? There was a pandemic. Huh? But this past year or two, the degree to which Disney has 
Forsaken Theatrical, mm -hmm. basically only releasing Marvel movies. Yep. I think that is a huge failure on the part of Bob Chapstick. Yeah, because I would say... In Disenchanted. I mean, yeah. Disenchanted came out last weekend, the sequel to Enchanted. And again, they didn't do a bootleg version where it's... And God bless her. She's a fine comedic actress. But they didn't bring in Isla Fisher to replace Amy Adams in a bootleg sequel. They got Amy Adams back in the Enchanted dress. And she's in the Enchanted sequel. And Bob Chapstick sent that to Disney Plus, a movie that theatrically, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, that movie opens to $50 million if it's a theatrical release because it's the sequel to Enchanted. And, and Bob Chapstick threw that on Disney Plus, the same place he put Hocus Pocus uh, 2. I was just going to say Hocus Pocus 2, which ended up being one of the biggest successes of Disney Plus's whole, you know, uh, whole run, but right. the thing with that is that the people who would have gone to see Hocus Pocus two in theaters already subscribed to Disney Plus, so yes. it doesn't matter. You wasted uh, IP. You left money on the table. Left money on the table, Bob Chapstick, and and those people would have bought tickets to see Hocus Pocus 2 in the movie theater and they would have watched it again the following week on Disney Plus if you put it there the week after that. Bob Chapstick, I, I think Hocus Pocus 2 and Disenchanted not going to theaters, those are things that were said to his face when he was fired. Mm -hmm. And I don't know who fires CEOs, mega CEOs, you know, uh, uh, Zeus comes down and fires CEOs. I don't know who does. Dude, it, I bet you, I bet you, when this book comes out, which I'm going to love reading. Yeah. Or possibly writing. We'll see. Yes. Chapstick shows up late to work. Uh-huh. Right? Shows up, goes into his office. Mm -hmm. Guess who's sitting at his desk? Guess whose shit is already in a box? And guess who is behind that desk? It's Bob wow. Iger. Iger's got his feet up on Chapstick's table. But it's not. His desk. But guess what? It now ain't his mine. desk. It's Iger's does, desk. Does Iger kick over the nameplate that says Bob Chapstick, kicks it over, and then slams down Bob Iger's nameplate on that desk. Is that the move? Is that how Bob Chapstick finds out? No, he's fired? it's already it's already all it's all already in boxes. Like I think it's in boxes. I think Bob Iger's a little bit classier than that. I don't think he's you don't think anger. he leaves the nameplate that says Bob Chapstick and he kicks it over, just as one one you know one D wave and move. I mean, maybe who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Uh, I mean, it, that might be what ends up in the movie. But but I do think that whenever Bob Chapstick was fired, whether it's by Zeus, whether it's by Bob Iger, whoever fired him, something they said is, why the F did you not put Disenchanted in movie theaters? Mm -hmm. Why the F did you not put Hocus Pocus 2 in movie theaters? Because Bob Chapstick was probably walking in that day to his office thinking, what other valuable theatrical property can I not put in movie yeah, theaters? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Do we got do we got Toy Story Five being developed? Oh, straight to Disney Plus for that slam doink of a theatrical blockbuster. Oh, what can we do with Frozen Three? 
Frozen three. That's Disney. Can we turn Plus. it into a TV show? That's 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 a that's a Bob Chapstick thought. The th- oh, that we've got we've got the Rock from Moana two. Perfect. D plus. Mm-hmm. No, not a D plus production. A plus production, but it's going a D plus instead of theatrical. That's what Bob Chapstick was probably planning on his way to the office that day. And luckily, we'll never have to see those Bob Chapstick plans carried out. And you know what grade I give Bob Chapstick as the head of Disney? F minus. Wow. See, I'll give him a D plus. All right. Yeah, I'll give him a D plus. Um, I think we've said it oh all. Oh, my God. We've when said it comes to Bob Chapstick. Uh, well, I don't think we've said it all because this story is going to be ongoing Mm-hmm. And we will be vindicated mm-hmm. when, yeah, Disney and Bob Iger acquire Sonic the Hedgehog by any yeah. means necessary. Yeah, yeah. If 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 in the next year or two Disney buys Paramount, we know why that full yeah that fully fully vindicates our theory that Bob Iger. Wanted to buy Sonic the Hedgehog. That Sonic that, was the blue-haired, spiky white whale. Yes. Of Bob yes. Iger. Yes. Yes. It's gonna. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. All right. So Clayton, we've done it. Ugh. What a jam-packed. I mean, we stuffed this turkey today. Oh yeah. 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 Gobble so, gobble. Follow us, of course, on social media. Right now, we are on Twitter. Under new management, uh-huh. and, and we're there at the Bo Boys Pod. Uh, of course, want to Bo intern Christopher doing a great job with the audiograms, the excerpts, the clips. We've we've set a date. I know all the listeners have been wondering when we're going to meet with want to Bo Boy Christopher this weekend. We're talking, figuring out the plan of Bo Boy Social. So a lot of big stuff will be coming out of that meeting. We'll report on that. But for now, follow us on Twitter. At the Bo Boys Pod, emails of course at the Bo Boys Pod, uh, the Bo Boys Podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your predictions, your theories, your reports. We need boots on the ground reporting this weekend. If you go see Glass Onion, if you get Glass Onion numbers, did you used to work at a theater? Maybe you date someone who runs a movie theater. Whatever your connection is, work those connections. Get us some numbers. We're going to do some napkin math next week on the show, and we're going to get a number for Glass Onion's opening weekend. But if you have info to share with us, send it to the Podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. And, Pat, I, I think we did it. There's nothing left to say. No. Except until next time. We'll, we'll smell, smell you, you at, at the... the-